When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Karen Burton about her Disney wedding at Aulani. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Karen and her fiancé decided they wanted to have a wishes wedding at Aulani, and how they planned it, and how everything turned out. So welcome, Karen. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Aulani. Sure. So we actually got engaged at Disneyland. So we both live about probably 10, 15 minute drive away from Disneyland. We go once a week and he decided to propose. And once he proposed at Disneyland, I kind of went to him and I'm like, okay, you realize we have to have a Disney wedding now. This is not something you can get out of. This is something that like, okay, well, you did that Disneyland now. Let's you know, involved Disney. And so with that, we knew we wanted to do a destination wedding. We have a lot of family and friends in Southern California where we're at right now. And we just wanted it to be small and intimate. So we didn't really want to do it at Disneyland or Florida Disney World for those specific reasons. And he always gets mad at me because I take him away on trips to go to the cold weather. So uh, Hawaii won and we had always wanted it was on our bucket list to go there eventually. So we finally decided to do Aulani because of that. That's awesome. And how did you decide between Escape and Wishes at Aulani? We realized that it was very hard to cut down the list to just the 18. So with that, we had to bump it up. We didn't really have an option. We knew we were going to hit the minimums, no problem with what we wanted to do. So because of that, it was kind of an easy decision for us to make. Got it. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We actually invited 35 in total and 31 ended up making the trip. So it was a really good turnout. Wow, that's wonderful. How far out did you guys start planning your event? We started literally the day after we got engaged. Uh, So (laughs) about a year, I got in contact with the Alani team and they were able to get me into contact with the wedding team about a week later. And so uh, probably it ended up being around 11 months in advance. That's great. Now, which locations did you choose for your ceremony and reception? So we actually ended up going to one of their most kind of expensive sites, but and also their off-property sites of Lanikohonua, which is the nature reserve right next to the Four Seasons. So a couple hotels over, but it's in the same alcove. So you can walk from it from Alani. We actually did a site visit about 
I think it was seven months beforehand because we were having a hard time. We got great deals on plane tickets. We actually got discounted rooms from our wedding coordinator because we told her we wanted to do a site visit and she was great about trying to organize everything for us. So we were able to go through the ballrooms and the patios and it just didn't feel Hawaii enough for us. We figured that if we were going to go and spend all this money and time and have everyone come out there. We really wanted it to be special. So once we saw Lani Kohonua, it was like hands down, okay, this is it. That's awesome. And then how did you choose your reception venue? We stayed there. So with the actual like renting of the space of Lani Kohonua, they had three phases you can choose from. And it's an extra $8,000 to do it. So, I mean, even if you wanted to just do a ceremony, it's the same price, regardless if you have the ceremony and the reception there or just one or the other. So we figured if we're paying for the money, we're just going to stay there. It, it was no point in going back to the hotel. That's interesting. Which of the three different spaces did you use? We used phase two. I actually had contacted my wedding coordinator. This is one thing that I was not too happy about in the beginning, but I ended up, it worked out perfect. I told my wedding coordinator, Ray, that I wanted to get married on 629-19, which was a Saturday, and I wanted phase two. And she's like, great, I'll get it booked. And then she sent over the contract, and I was reading through it and realized she had booked the wrong date. She booked 729 instead of 629. And when I went back to her, unfortunately, phase two for the day I wanted was booked already. So it was kind of a match made in heaven that it was able to be pushed back just one day before what I had originally wanted, because the other two, phase one and phase three, were already booked for the day that was available. So it really worked out. Phase two, though, was the most centrally located to the parking lot. It had the best views of the ocean, and it had a great like bar area as well. Can you talk a little bit about what what does that mean when they talk about phase one, phase two, phase three? What is- sure. sure. It, so phase one, phase two, and phase three are basically just the way they break up the space there. So they're completely separate. So we actually had another wedding going on at the exact same time that we did. So the space, though, with between the different phases enabled us to not even know that the other event was going on. It has plenty of space and it just is a little bit different around each phase. So the other phase we were looking at phase three at Lani Kohonua was a little bit more shaded and it had some more trees and not much of an ocean view. Whereas phase two for us ended up having like a seawall where we were able to do our ceremony and literally just five feet away from us where we were saying our I do, it was the ocean, which was perfect. It was exactly what we had wanted for Hawaiian wedding. Wow. And then did you have the reception in the same phase or did you go someplace else for that? Yeah, yeah, we did. So when you um, rent a space at Lani Honua, you do just that phase unless you want to pay an additional $8,000, which we did not. <laughs> so I mean, it's a huge space. They normally typically recommend that space for parties of around 100 to 300 people. So they have a lot of, you know, separate events that go on there as well. But we, they were able to make it work just for our, you know, 33 people that, you know, mean the rest. So it worked out wonderfully. That is interesting. And then how you said you can walk there from Alani, but are there restrooms out there or how are the accommodations? Yeah, yeah, there actually is restrooms. Um, It's kind of like 
they're not the best. It's not Disney restrooms. Um, <laughs> we're on the side of a beach restroom, but that's perfectly fine. It, you know, has hand washing stations and everything. So they're clean. They're well maintained. Um, but yeah, so you just walk out in front of Alani and just go past the Four Seasons. And it's probably around like a four block walk, maybe like 15 minute walk. So it wasn't that bad. They did provide us the option to do transportation. However, the prices were just astronomical for what they wanted to charge us. And we had already rented two 15 passenger vans already for just our families, mm-hmm. which was basically the whole wedding. So we just ended up transporting everyone from Alani over to Lani Kohonua on our own. I see. Okay. Well, that's a good tip. Yeah. Did you guys have any Disney touches or a theme for your wedding? Oh, yes. We did not have a theme. Our theme was basically to kind of stay laid back in Hawaiian, I guess, but with a little bit of glam. But we did do a bunch of Disney touches. So the florist we worked with, Yvonne Designs, we were able to do the Mickey floral heads at the beginning of our entry to our ceremony space, which was beautiful. And then they moved them to our reception space after and were able to put them on tables and stuff. And then I actually had, I put little Mickey crystals or little crystals in the shape of Mickey's on my veil. So I had hidden Mickey's all over my veil. Each of my bridesmaids, I put little hidden Mickey in their hair. My husband wore a Mickey pin on his lapel. And then we actually were able to have Mickey and Minnie surprise us right after the ceremony and surprise all of our guests. So as soon as we walked in the aisle, they just came around the corner and everyone was so shocked that they didn't really know how to react, but it was great. So, and then we ended up having Daisy later on in the after, or the night as well. And then we also rented little crystal castles for, well, they weren't little, they were kind of big yeah. crystal castles though, to put on the table from our wedding coordinator from Alani. So we were able to put those like in the shape of, we had a U shape for our reception space. And so we were able to scatter them around and kind of have them, they lit up and they're beautiful. And then we also did, uh, we made signs in Disney font that said Mr. and Mrs. Burton, which were great. They did a great job setting those up all throughout the tables as well. Got it. And then did you have a DJ or any kind of entertainment at the reception? Yeah, we did have a DJ. Uh, We worked with DJ Troy and he was actually phenomenal. So that was one of our reservations with doing a wedding in Alani, you know, and especially in Hawaii, what vendors we were going to choose from. And it was the fact that we were only going to be out there for four days, seven months in advance of the wedding, and we weren't local. So it was very hard, you know, kind of like how it is for people going to Florida as well, It except a lot of them are on island time, as they like to say. And so they're very relaxed with getting back to you and how the flow of things go. So it was a, an adjustment for us to get used to that. But once we did, it was great to work with him. So how did you go about finding vendors? Was it all just from lists that Disney gave you? Yes. So with Alani, you actually, for your photography, your videography, and your DJ, and your floral, you have to pick off a set of lists that they provide you of three vendors. So if you decide not to, it's an extra $1,000 per outside vendor that you decide to bring in. So DJ Troy was on there, our videographer that we chose was on there, and also our florist. Since we went with Jess Collins, it was going to be an outside charge. However, we were able to talk to our wedding coordinator and get that $1,000 fee waived. So we didn't end up having to pay for an outside vendor fee. 
Oh, wow. That's great. How did you convince them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my mom was very diligent with calling her and, you know, negotiating. My mom does it for a living. So I was like, great mom, great job. And so we were able to get rid of it, though, which actually really helped because it, you know, enabled us to do something else for the reception that we really wanted. So that worked out. Oh, cool. What was it? Uh, we were able to get a shaved ice station. So um, we were able to put it behind the bar. And so, uh, you know, Hawaii is very famous for their shaved ice all around the islands. And so we were able to surprise guests when we, after we cut the cake. If they didn't want to have cake, they can go have shaved ice. And they were able to spike it up with some booze because it was right behind the bar. And so it worked out great. It was probably cheaper than the outside vendor fee, I believe it was. <laughs> wow. Okay. So speaking of cake, do you have any flavors you recommend? Yes. So we were actually able to do menu tasting when we went back there in November for our site visit. They actually set up a whole tasting for us. So we tasted three different flavors and we actually ended up going with uh, the churro cake, which of course I learned from listening to your podcast that I was like, oh my God, I have to try this. And once we tried it, we knew. But yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And any menu items you would recommend? Yes, if there would be one item that I could recommend the most, it would be lobster corn dogs. So it's literally a giant lobster corn dog that they, you know, it was an appetizer that they passed around by butlers and you just dip it in a sauce and it is a whole like full lobster tail in a corn dipped in corn batter and fried. It was amazing. <laughs> what were the most important aspects when you were planning where you focused your attention or your budget? So we didn't actually have much of a budget, um, which we were very thankful for. It was actually a gift from one of our family members. So we were able to kind of have the wedding of our dreams, which is, you know, huge. And we were like, okay, great, the sky's the limit. And so we took full advantage of that. But one of the most important things for us was to be able to make sure that the guest experience was above and beyond. We had people come from all over the United States just to come see us. You know, they were taking time off, took a fly, and they were spending all this money that we wanted to make sure that it was a vacation for them and an enjoyment. You know, it wasn't just another plain old wedding that they went to. So that was our biggest aspect that we wanted to. And I think we nailed it. Everyone was amazed by the whole event. And so we were really thankful for that. That's great. Were there any areas where you focused less attention? Um, well, yeah. In the beginning, I did not focus on floral at all. I uh, actually despised it. I was like, great, they're flowers. They're, they're not going to last. And then uh, my mother and my great-grandmother came back and said, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. So we actually ended up focusing a lot on the floral, which, you know, of course, the prices are astronomical, but it was actually worth it, especially with the Mickey heads and the way my bouquet came out. We did a lay, a traditional tea leaf lay for my husband, which he fought tooth and nail to have. And I'm so happy he won that one because it, the photos look fantastic and he loved it. But besides that, it would have probably been the food. I think because we both love to eat. I mean, that's our favorite thing when we go to Disneyland because we go so often that that's one of the always ever-changing things is the food. So we knew that that had to be great as well. Uh, so can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah. So I ended up getting ready at 8 a.m. doing our hair and our makeup person got there like promptly at 8 a.m. And we had seven people to end up doing hair and makeup for. And so throughout the day, you know, we were going on and off, switching hair and makeup. And then the boys started getting ready around noon, which gave them plenty of time to, you know, go fishing, have a drink and 
do whatever the boys know. They flew a drone and they had fun. <laughs> so around two o'clock, we ended up going and doing our first look, which I'm so thankful we did because that that just saved so much time and the photos were so precious from that moment. And then from two to about four thirty, we were just going around the resort taking pictures, you know, with our bridal party and then with our close family. So we were able to get knock out all those pictures beforehand. Plus, we were able to get the Alani decor and, you know, the scenery, which was fantastic. And then around 4.30, I actually got put into a car and my wedding coordinator, Ray, drove me from Alani over to Lani Kohonua. So I didn't have to walk, thankfully. And I did a first look with my dad. Five o'clock, we were able to line up and go into the ceremony space. By 5.30, our ceremony was done. It was actually probably 5.20. It was a very quick ceremony, which I was so thankful for because it was hot and muggy. And then we did cocktail hour from 5.30 to 6.30, dinner at 6.45. And then we kind of just did speeches and cake randomly and danced the night away. (laughs) So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So I asked my husband this question because we actually have been together for six and a half years. And I, you know, we always have been talking about this. (laughs) The one thing he said was when we had a great pastor who ended up marrying us and we both wanted a non-denominational ceremony, which we ended up having, but our pastor was just fantastic. And he was able to throw in comedy into our ceremony. And I was a nervous, crying wreck the whole time. And he said the vows to my husband to say my husband said them and my husband said I do and then he turns to me and goes Karen and I just shouted out I do and everyone's like okay hold on hold on and I got so excited so that was my husband's favorite part (laughs) and then uh, my favorite part was being able to just take a step back during you know right after dinner after pictures and be able to look out and see the reaction on everyone's faces and see the enjoyment and how much everyone was having fun and just the scenery and be able to take it all in. So they always say your wedding day goes by fast. They don't lie. It really flies by. And even though I took a step back and was able to absorb it all in, it still, I was able to really take that all in. And I had that memory, which I never thought I would. So I think that was my favorite part. Oh, that's wonderful. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yes. So with Lonico Honua, that specific venue space is very, very strict. Some parts of the property are held as sacred land to the Hawaiians. And so you had to be very careful with where you were able to set up your chairs and have your venue space. And so with that, we had to really work with the venue and I really thought it was going to be a big deal the day of I thought you know oh no they're going to reject you know my venue spot you know over here for our cocktail hour and then make us move that and so we actually went back and forth with them about five times with where we wanted to set up the reception and them coming back and going no that's not allowed and no that's not allowed and so I was really thinking that it was just going to turn out terrible because it wasn't what I had initially thought but in the end, the whole reception turned out amazing. Oh, that's great to hear. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? <laughs> yes, of course. There's always that. 
So about 10 a.m., I look, we actually got a suite on one of the top levels of Alani, which if you go to Alani, you need to stay in one of the suite at least once as a splurge. It was absolutely phenomenal. But at 10 a.m., I looked out my balcony and saw that it had started raining, which was fine. It rains in Hawaii. You know, we thought it was just a storm that had is going to pass through because it had the previous days when we were there and it kept raining. So it poured for four hours straight. <gasps> and so it poured from 10 to 2 and our first look was scheduled for 2 o'clock. I was going back and forth with my wedding coordinator, my mom, and Jess about, okay, where can we do the first look at if it, you know, continues to rain? Because, you know, we didn't want to go out and do it where we initially done wanted to go out and do it outside because everything, you know, I would have, my hair and my makeup, everything would have just gone down the drain. And so about 2.05, I, unbeknownst to me until after the wedding, my wedding coordinator, Ray, had actually gone to my mom and told her, hey, if it doesn't stop raining in the next two minutes, we're moving everything inside. <laughs> and I think my mom still, you know, I probably will for the rest of my life be thanking her for not telling me because I was already freaking out about the rain. And my one thing I had always said, I had been watching the weather like a hawk for, you know, two weeks in advance and it had only had 30% rain. And so with that, I'm so happy she didn't tell me. And the miracle happened and it just cleared up. It stopped raining, which I don't know who said what to whom. And I don't care really at this point, but I'm so thankful for whatever had happened to make it clear up. So we were able to do the first look outside and have the wedding outside, of course. But we were literally two minutes away from having everything moved into a ballroom, wow. which I then told my husband once, you know, we did the first look. I'm like, great. If anything gets moved into the ballroom, I'm taking you our pastor and our witness and we're running out to the beach and getting married and then coming right back in. Cause I did not come to Hawaii just to get married in a ballroom. <laughs> so uh, thankfully we were able to, and the only other bummer part about it ringing meant that everything was dripping wet, which made beautiful pictures. However, my dress got trashed. <gasps> oh. So we bustled it before we did the first look. And thankfully we did because even the bottom of it just got trashed and I couldn't have imagined what it would have been like if, I didn't. So Hawaii has the volcanic mud, which makes it even harder to get out, especially on white items. So mm. about, I probably had a good maybe half a foot on the bottom of my dress, just covered in mud by the end of the night. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? You know, I asked myself this question and my husband was able to answer like, no, I wouldn't have done anything. And I really thought there would have been something. But honestly, I'm so thankful for all the memories, even the little added stress of the rain. You know, it definitely made me grateful at the end of the night for all the beautiful pictures and scenery and even the mud that was on my dress because it was our wedding. It was something that was unique. So I think in the you know big picture and scheme of things, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. That's great. Do you have any other tips or advice for anyone who's considering having their wedding or vow renewal at Aulani? I do. So if at all possible, you can do a site visit, you know, at least six months in advance, I highly recommend it. Because we were having a hard time really grasping from pictures and videos on YouTube and, you know, on the websites to figure out what venue you had really wanted. And 
we were able to snag, you know, round trip flights to Hawaii from LA for $200 a piece. And, you know, we were able to go to our wedding coordinator and, you know, get the discounted rooms. And once we got there and were able to look at the patios and see, you know, where everything was, all the venues were, we really, you know, were able to make that decision about solidifying Lanikohonua over the other venues. And, I don't regret that. That probably was the best decision we made in the wedding process was so we can go and see it. And from there, I was able to visualize everything, which really helped because there is not much information out there about Alani weddings. Got it. Okay. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Alani. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. I really do, you know, enjoy listening to your podcasts and they really do help. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. 